I am the Oracle 007, and yes, I do approve this message. Therefore, I'd like to ask you to like, comment, and subscribe to our channel that is dedicated to the truth. So, okay, y'all, come on, let's get into this. Copyright Disclaimer under Section 107 of the Copyright Act 1976. Copyright Disclaimer under Section 107 of the Copyright Act 1976. Allowance is made for fair use for purposes such as criticism, comment, news reporting, teaching, scholarship, and research. Fair use is a use permitted by copyright statute that might otherwise be infringing. Nonprofit, educational, or personal use tips the balance in favor of fair use. All right, family. Now, before we go into this episode, I'd like to announce some lighthouse keeping. I'm including some YouTube video pick recommendations that I've personally found to be very interesting, and I believe that you will too. Now, additionally, I've also included some educational references to help build our collection. They are often available in news stories, documentaries, hardbacks, or audiobooks that I absolutely love where you can listen while you work. And I believe that these things will continue to pique your interest. Now, let's be very honest yet mindful in the comment section, especially due to the fact that channels are being monitored. Unless I tell you your comment was crass and that it's going to be removed, more than likely, YouTube is removing it. And additionally, information shared here can also be found on the I Am The Oracle 007 podcast on Spotify and Odyssey through Linktree, which provides access to most of our avenue connections on social media. So let's get started, shall we? All right, now I have a question for the discussion today. The toxic black religious incel divestment communities and fake dating gurus. And in this, I'm going to throw in the camposphere and the manosphere. All of this pays well on YouTube, but what is the real cost when it doesn't truly give us an idea of how relationships should be approached realistically? Should a real man be wondering what a woman brings to the table? And should a real woman think that whenever a community guru suggests once a woman has been taken out on a $300 dinner, we ought to just cast caution to the wind, drop our sundresses, toot it up and spread eagle, void of any discernment or self-respect, despite any untrustworthiness, potential dangers, disease, pregnancy, all while knowing or not knowing if he's truly interested in you or not, or just squeezing peaches all over town because he believes that it's his right as a purported high value man. If you did that, what does that make you if you were making just as much as he was? And what would a real man or a real woman do I think we ought to explore this topic. All right, folks, for the moment that you have been waiting for, these are the Oracle 007's video recommendations for this episode. We've got the cleanup crew channels. We've got K Judah show C-U-C, Fope, we have two videos from him. The first one was, was Ruth a Moabite or an Israelite? Was Ruth a Moabite or an Israelite? And the second one is, to him that overcometh shall inherit all things. Both of these are equally awesome. I'm definitely stuck on the second one because I had to steal a little piece of information out of that one for this particular episode of my video. All right, Sister Eve Ate the Fruit of Lies has posted a video by Sister Eunice. So this one is going to be included and this is entitled How Pimps and Hoes Are Created in 
Israel. When I tell you a sister is on fire, okay? Brother Moshe ben Yehuda Israel on honorable and solid men are rare in these wicked times. He goes in, but I'm going to let you all know, we were all in there reacting as a family. We make no excuses for our behavior, our laughter, and our fun. We enjoy ourselves, okay? Now, these are for some outside YouTubers that I wanted to include in the fold. Brother PBM Vegetables and Junk Food. He's got a YouTuber here who is admitting to some escapades with, I'll just call it jailbait. So I would implore you to listen to this. It's very important. But I want you to hear how we sound saying these things. If this was supposed to be impressive, it was not. I don't care what anybody else is doing. It's very necessary that we keep ourselves together, but it seems like we don't want to. Brother Shuma, the Shoemake Way. I want to call him Shumaki, but it's the Shoemake Way. I love this video. Stop blaming black women for the state of the culture. Clear cut, pulls out the stops. And this is someone who's coming this is some information coming from someone who, when he's telling his story, could possibly say he was a Pookie or a Ray Ray who pulled himself up and set himself on the path of righteousness. This guy is doing it all. Please listen to that video. Brother Belief in Fatherhood. When I tell you, this is like my favorite chocolate family. I absolutely love them. His voice is like Q-tip. And he loves his family. Those four children, that wonderful nurturing wife, Yvette, they are awesome. Please check this out. And then finally, we have Taylor Brene sings for Wanye Morris. Listen, when you guys watch this video and witness the emotion of this young child as she is bringing down the house and her vocals, you are going to enjoy it. So please check it out. And last but not least, our educational and entertainment references. We've got the book that I've been plugging for some time now, The Destruction of Black Civilization by Chancellor Williams. This book is available on Audible. I've just started listening to it. I love his approach and his selectiveness with how he handles matters inclusive of searching out his researchers for this information. Now, you can always eat the fish and spit out the bones, but it's amazing how listening to this, we're seeing the errors that we've been making from the beginning of time and are still making, and it has not done us any better, especially when it comes to the area of integration. So it's a wonderful listen or read. Please take an opportunity, pick that up. And finally, A Gathering of Old Men by Ernest J. Gaines. I love this book. I love this movie. Lou Gossett is playing the lead of my favorite character, character Matu. So when you get an opportunity, check that out and then you'll see why I'm in love with Matu. Okay. Thank you. Now let's move along. So I wanted to start in chapter one where it says the sefer of the words of Tovayahu, the son of Tovayael, the son of Anayanael, the son of Aduael, the son of Gavayel, the seed of Akayel. And these people, you all, were of the tribe of Naphtali. I want to go look up what Naphtali was known for, this particular tribe. And I understand that they were noted for their swiftness of battle. I haven't done a full research on it, but from what I'm able to see, their tribe's symbol was either a um, deer or a gazelle, just something that moved very swiftly. But they came from that tribe that was known from being swift 
to going into impromptu battle with the enemy. So you have to have skill for that. And it says, I told the Yahoo and I'm in verse three now. Have walked all the days of my life in the ways of truth and justice. I did many alms deeds to my brethren. And let's say alms deeds is giving. And my nation who came with me to Nineveh in the land of Hashur. And when I was in my own country in the land of Yasharel, being young, all the tribe of Naphtali, my father fell from the house of Yerushalayim, which was chosen out of all of the tribes of Yasharel, that all the tribes should sacrifice there, where the temple of the habitation of El Elyon was consecrated and built for all ages. Now all the tribes which together revolted in the house of my father Naphtali sacrificed unto the heifer Baal. I alone went to Yerushalayim in the feast as it was ordained unto all people of Yasharel by an everlasting decree. It's amazing how he says that he alone went to Yerushalayim at the feast after his father had revolted and sacrificed to the heifer Baal. Amazing. So it's just him. But he continues with this everlasting decree. And he says, having the first fruits and the tenths of increase with that which was first shorn, I gave at the altar to the priest, the children of Aharon, which should be Aaron. Well, which is what it actually is, Aharon. The first tenth part of the increase I gave to the sons of Aharon who ministered at Jerusalem, and another tenth part I sold away. And I went and I spent it every year at Jerusalem. And the third I gave unto them whom it was met, as Deborah, my father's mother, had commanded me because I was left in orphan by my father furthermore when i was come to the age of a man i married chana of my own kindred and of her i begat tovayahu and when we were carried away captives to nineveh all my brethren and those that were of my kindred did eat of the bread of the other nations danger danger but i kept myself from eating Mm, my goodness. Ooh. I kept myself from eating because I remembered Elohim with all my heart. And El Elyon gave me grace and favor before NMSR so that I was his purveyor. What is a purveyor? Let's look that up. There's a place that I like to actually purchase uh, meat from. And it's called Farmers and Fishermen's Purveyors. So purveyor is a person who sells or deals in particular uh, goods. I went into Madai and I left in trust with Gavayel, the brother of Gavrayahu, at Rages, a city of Madai, 10 talents of silver. Remember this because this is very important. Okay. So he went into Madai and left the trust left in trust with Gabayal, the brother of Gabrayahu, at Rages, a city of Madai, ten talents of silver. Now when Enemesar was dead, Kancheruva, his son, reigned in his stead, whose estate was troubled that I could not go into Madai. So it looks like this new ruler was a problem. And at the time of Enemasar, I gave many alms to my brethren and gave my bread to the hungry and my clothes to the naked 
And if I saw any of my nation dead or cast about the walls of Nineveh, I buried him. And if the king Kancherev had slain any when he was come and fled from Yehuda, I buried them privately. For in his wrath he killed many, but the bodies were not found. And when they were sought for of the king, and when one of the inhabitants of Nineveh went and complained of me to the king, that I had buried them and hid myself, understanding that I was sought for to be put to death, I withdrew myself for fear. Then all my goods were forcibly taken away. Neither was there anything left beside, left me beside my woman Chana and my son Toviyahu. This brother is doing all this good. He's burying the bodies of his brethren, of his nation. When he sees his people, he gives them bread. He gives them his clothes because of all that he has earned from the previous, from what I'm able to understand, all that he's been able to earn from the previous rulership, he was able to do good by his people. Oh my gosh, Father, where where is this for us today? Today, okay? They're complaining because he's privately burying them. And and so because these people were all upset about the fact that he was doing this because they couldn't look out at the body when one of the inhabitants of Nineveh, and it doesn't really indicate like, was this inhabitant one of the brethren or was it just somebody who was Ninevean? or an actual citizen born in Nineveh. They went and complained of me to the king, and I buried them, and I hid myself, understanding that I was sought to be put to death because he buried and took care of his people, his own people. I withdrew myself for fear, and all of my goods were forcibly taken away. Oh, my goodness. Neither was there anything left me beside my woman, Chana, my son, Tovayahu. There passed not five and fifty days before the two of his sons killed him. And they fled into the mountains of Ararat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that again. You getting upset with me for taking care of my own people. Now, keep in mind. People are doing this willingly, not taking care of their own people. And we do have this thing where we do like to say not all uh, kinfolk is skinfolk is kinfolk. And yes, that is true. But he took this thing seriously, which made me wonder if the inhabitants that were complaining, were they like Stephen from Django? You know, he's an inhabitant of that house, but he was not someone who was going to inherit candy land okay and he said and there had not passed five and fifty days before two of his sons killed him and they fled into the mountains of ararat we'll go ahead and eskar chadan his son reigned in his stead who appointed over his father's accounts and all of his affairs akarius my brother aniel's son and uh, Acarius entreating for me, I returned to Nineveh. Now, I keep saying Acarius, but it looks like Achiarchiarus was a cupbearer and a keeper of the signet. So he holds the signet, y'all. I think that's the signet ring. And he's a steward. Okay, so he's watching over the business an overseer of the accounts, and Eskar Chadan appointed him next to him, and he was my brother's son. Well, father, look at that. As far as I'm concerned, this brother was restored. Now, 
when I come home again, my woman Chana, and this is chapter two, restored unto was restored unto me. So they gave him back his woman with his son Tovayahu during the feast of Shavuot. And this was the feast of weeks. I'm wondering, is this the same feast of weeks uh, where they are living out in tents? So let's do a quick search here and take a look. Because that is the Ashkenazi language. Okay, what is the Feast of Shavuot? Let's see. This is showing in June means weeks, the conclusion of the counting of Omer directly linked to the Passover. Okay, so, and here it does mention in the, this is the Sefer here that I'm looking at in the book of Tovayahu or Tobit, where it is the Pentecost. <clears throat> so he's prepared for this feast. He's happy about it. His woman, he got his woman back and his child. He didn't just leave and go and start some other family. Okay. This is the holy feast of seven weeks to which there was a good dinner prepared for me in which I sat down to eat. And when I saw the abundance of meat, I said to my son, go bring whatever poor man, whoever you shall find out of the brethren who is mindful of Yahuwah. He's got to be mindful of Yahuwah. And lo, I tarry for you or I'll wait for you. He came again and said, Father, one of our nation is strangled and is cast out into the marketplace. And before I had tasted of any meat, this was a righteous brother. Ooh, manly man for the win. I took him up into a room until the going down of the sun. And then I returned, washed myself and ate my meat in heaviness. <clears throat> wow. Remembering the prophecy of Amos. As he said, your feet shall be turned into mourning and all your mirth into lamentation. Listen, this brother on this day of happiness, even after hearing those words from his son, he is remembering the scriptures for real. Th this is not a guy that decided, and I'm thinking that that was Sakari. He didn't decide that he was going to go into a strip joint for any feast and not remember the word they were going to be fly wearing their furry jackets child when i saw that i didn't know what to do with myself but anyway this this is where we're going and i'm sitting here looking at this and he said he ate his meat and heaviness remembering that the prophecy of amos said that your feast will be turned into mourning and all your mirth, this joy, this laughter. I'm sure that that's what that means into lamentation or weeping, crying. Therefore, I wept. And after going the going down of the sun, I went and made a grave and buried him. But my neighbors mocked me mm -hmm, and said, this man is not yet afraid to be put to death. And I'm wondering, again, are his neighbors, his skin folk, his kin folk, okay? This man is not yet afraid to be put to death for this matter who fled away. And yet, lo, he buries the dead again. The same night also I returned from the burial and slept by the wall of the courtyard being polluted. And my face was uncovered because remember, you're touching the body of the dead you cannot now go back in because he went to go and bury somebody, but he did what was right. And I knew not that there were sparrows on the wall and my eyes being open, the sparrows muted warm dung into my eyes and a whiteness came on my eyes. And I went to the physician and they helped me not. Moreover, Achiarius did nourish me until I went to Elamias. And my woman, Chana, did take women's work to do. Listen, friends, sisters, brethren, 
this, this is what I'm talking about when you are in a righteous relationship. Okay. Willie D just posted some crazy video where some young lady asked her boyfriend, could she have some, it wasn't a Birkin bag. I'm so tired of hearing about these bags. Maybe it's because I am very frugal. If I needed a bag, it's going to be from Walmart, but I don't like purses and stuff anyway. So whatever. And I don't know how much that bag cost. I don't know if it was Louis Vuitton or whatever, but whatever, whatever. He said, yes, you can have it, but we'll probably be eating chicken fingers or something like that for the next couple of months. You know, she took that bag. She was having, I'm sitting here going, so now you got this real expensive bag. What are you going to put in it? There's no money in it. And you're probably just going to stick it up in the closet somewhere. I blame both of them for that. Okay. Because some of this stuff is just stupid. So you got this bag. You don't have anything to put in. He's telling you you're going to eat chicken fingers. You couldn't find something that looked like it. You couldn't just go without it. So you're just going to run around and say that you have it. Y'all better stop listening to Saweetie and all of these people who may have the money for that. And even, I'm just, I'm just going to tell y'all who I am. I'm just one of those people. If I had millions of dollars right now, uh, you'd probably find me somewhere out in some major property if you could locate me because I'd have already built me a tent, a fire, had my dog, went and got myself one thing I would have invested in. And the brothers know that I would have gotten myself an F-150, an F-250 or do whatever it is. That's what I would have gotten and a bricked in tent. I'm not going to sit here and walk around with no bag that's probably the price of a lot that I can grow some food on. That is insanity. And then the fact that you accepted, I'm looking at this woman right here. So her husband is blinded or has a white film or something on his eyes now. And China takes up women's work to do. Okay. This is a relationship when people are talking about, you need, you should choose better. You should choose better because see, they're all sitting here looking what everything looks like on the outside and all this other dumb stuff. But see, these people had something. They understood what they were getting into was a business and they understood they had to make this thing work and all the good that her husband had done. And she was able to be home. He didn't ask her what was she bringing to the table. True, I like that Sister Eunice said that. What was she bringing to the table? This is what she brought to the table when her man went down. She was able to go take up woman's work to do. And then it says here, and this is still chapter 2, verse 12. When she had sent them home again, the owners paid her wages and gave her, in addition to that, a kid. So we know that that's a baby goat. And when it was in my house, I began to cry. And I said unto her, from where did this come? Is this stolen? Render it back to the owners. For it's against the Torah. The, oh my goodness. This man wears the Torah in his heart. Again, masculine men for the winds. And the ladies say, yes. Okay. That Torah stays in his heart. Okay. To eat anything that is stolen. But she replied unto me, it was a gift for, it was given for a gift more than wages. Howbeit I did not believe her, but I bade her to render it to the owner and I was abashed at her. But she replied unto me, where are your alms and your righteous deeds? Behold, you and all your works are known. What is that? I think that that is Psalm 114 where it says her husband is known in the gates. Yes! I'm sorry, y'all. Masculine men for the win. Booyah. That's what I'm talking about. And then I, being grieved, did weep. And my sorrow prayed, saying, Oh, Yahuwah, this is in chapter 3. You are just in all your works, and all your ways are mercy and truth, and you judge truly and justly forever. Remember me. Look on me. Punish me not for my sins and ignorances and the sins of my fathers who have sinned before you. For they obeyed not your commandments, which is why we're all here. 
wherefore you are delivered, you have delivered us for a spoil and unto captivity and unto death for a proverb of reproach and all the nations among whom we are dispersed. This, my friends, my brethren, this stuff was going on then. He's saying this then. Okay. But this time when we come out, this thing is going to be done. Okay. Woo. And now your judgments are many. So we're going to verse five here in chapter three. Now your judgments are many and true. Deal with me according to my sins and my father's because we have not kept your commandments. Neither have we walked in the truth before you. Now, therefore, deal with me as it seems best unto you and command my Ruach. He's begging him like command my spirit to be taken from me that I may be dissolved and become earth. For it is profitable for me to die rather than to live because I have heard false reproaches and have much sorrow. Command, therefore, that I may now be delivered out of this distress I'm going to the everlasting place. Turn not your face away from me. Listen. All this goodness is returning to this man. But this is the very important chapter to remember. Chapter three and his prayer. And immediately after his prayer, let's go into Sarah's prayer. You're going to find out who these people are. Okay, so we've listened to Yahoo's prayer and it came to pass that same day that in Ectabani, a city of Madai, okay remember I told you all to remember something so what did I want you to remember chapter 1 verse 14 I went into Madai and left in trust with Gavayael the brother of Gavrayahu at Rages, a city in Madai, 10 talents of silver. Okay, now we're in chapter three. Came to pass on the same day that in Ectabani, a city of Madai, Sarah, the daughter of Ruael, was also reproached by her father's maids. Okay, everybody always running their mouth thinking they know something because that she had been married to seven men who Asmodeus, the evil Ruach, had killed before they had lain with her. Do you not know, said they, that you have strangled your men? You have already seven men, and neither were you named after any of them. Wherefore do you beat us for them? If they be dead, go your ways after them. Let us never see either, let us never see of you either son or daughter. She heard these things. She was very sorrowful so that she said, she, she thought to have strangled herself. And she said, I'm the only daughter of my father. Mm. The prayer of these two people takes me, okay, because He's praying that it's more beneficial for him to die. He's praying this so that his wife and son will have something. And this same woman in the city of Madai, who has had seven husbands, and these women have decided, I mean, well, you know, if they're dead, why don't you go your way after them? I mean, I could just hear them right now, okay? Let us never see either son or daughter from you, okay? The same thing that they do now, I guess th this was the old version of um, social media. She thought to have strangled herself. And she said, I am the only daughter of my father. And if I do this, this should be a reproach unto him. And this will bring his old age with sorrow unto the grave. Both of these people are thinking deeply about how their actions are going to affect the people around them. I find this 
amazing. If I do this, it'll be a reproach unto him and I'll bring his old age with sorrow upon the grave. And she prayed toward the window and said, Blessed are you, Yahuwah Elohai. Your holy and glorious name is blessed and honorable forever. Let all of your works praise you forever. And now, o Yahuwah, I set my eyes and my face toward you and say, Take me out of the earth that I may hear no more the reproach. You know, Adonai, that I am pure from all sin with man and that I never polluted my name nor the name of my father in the land of my captivity. You heard that, y'all? They were in the land of their captivity and never polluted their name. You got this one over here doing good for people and people still complaining. And this one over here who hadn't done anything wrong, this young lady, and yet people still dogging her. Women of all things. I'm the only daughter of my father. Neither has he any child to be his heir and neither any near kinsman nor any son of his alive to whom I may keep myself for a woman. May my seven men are already dead. Why should I live? But if it please not you that I should die, command some regard to be had of me. Take pity. I'm sorry. Take some regard to be had of me and pity taken of me that I hear no more reproach. So that the prayers of them both were here before the majesty of the great Elohim and Raphael was sent to heal them both. Do you hear that? So the prayers of them both were heard before the majesty of the great Elohim and Raphael was sent to heal them both. That is to scale away the whiteness of Tovayahu's eyes and to give Sarah, the daughter of Ruael, for a woman to Tovayahu, the son of Tovayahu, to bind Asmodeus, the evil Ruach, because she belonged to Tovayahu by right of inheritance. The selfsame time came Tovayahu home and entered into his house, and Sarah the daughter of Ruael came down from her upper chamber from talking to the king. Woo! My father. Did y'all he did y'all hear that? And I know you did, because I think I was yelling into the mic loud enough. Th this here moves me. Raphael was sent to heal them both, to scale away the whiteness of Tovayahu's eyes, and to give Sarah, the daughter of Ruael, for a woman to Tovayahu, the son of Tovayahu, and to bind Asmodeus, the evil Ruach, because she belonged to Tovayahu by right of inheritance. And at the same time, Tovayahu as he was praying for death, came home and entered his house. And Sarah, the daughter of Ruel, came from her upper chamber. Y'all, who is Asmodeus? I pulled this up and you are not going to believe this. Initially, when I pulled it up, it came up that this was the demon of lust. I couldn't get back into it, but don't you think that that's something? The, this, he's killing. So I have asked who is Asmodeus and he is listed under genies.fandom.com not that you want everybody to know that as the demon of lust and is therefore responsible for twisting people's sexual desires <sighs> isn't that something that's who he is but he was jealous and wanted this woman 
And all I can think of was something fabulous must have been tied to this woman because you're killing seven husbands for her. Because you don't want anybody to have her. And you didn't realize all that time you were actually serving a purpose. And I don't know how many of you had actually uh, read that story where Solomon, and I can't remember where it is right now. Hopefully I can find it for you. Um, Solomon is building the temple. But something happens, I think, when one of his servants go out and he there's this thing that's just tearing up towns. It's like a whirlwind or a hurricane that's coming through, just tearing stuff up. And he instructs Solomon, I believe, instructs his servant to capture this thing, this demon that's tearing up towns once they find out what it is. Because he needs help putting a chief cornerstone on the temple and it happens they actually capture this demon inside of a wineskin or something like that now please go read the story for yourself um i'm sure you'll be able to find it and i'm wondering more than likely is it actually in the is it in the um, Apocrypha in another segment? But if I can find it, I'll go ahead and get it to you or put it in the um, description box. And so it sounds like this may be the same demon that was used to put that top stone on the temple. Okay. So that's who he is. He is the demon or the king of lust. And amazingly, I'm looking at something that's under tvtropes.org as well. And it says he is a titanic rooster-like demon, also known as Ozzy. And he's one of the seven deadly sins and rules over the lust reign. It made me think about Ozzy Osbourne. Like, is that his real name? And the fact that he belonged to a group called the Black Sabbath. So if that was the name of Osmodius, which is probably why he was called Ozzy uh, short for Osmodius. So he is supposed to be the demon of lust. But anyway, he was jealous and he wanted this woman. I was like something fantabulous had to have been attached to her offspring and her future that he would do that. Okay. So I'm going into chapter four. Very important. All of it's been important for everything that we've read, even when it seemed like it was not even in chapter one, when we realize all of this is happening in Madai, where he leaves this 10 um, shekels or whatever it was. So let's go into chapter four. And that day, Tova Yahu, and this is the father of Tova Yahu, remembered like he's a junior or something. Remembered that the money which he had committed to Gavayel in rages of Madai and said to himself, you know, I wish for death. Wherefore, do I not call my son Tovayahu that I may signify to him of the money before I die? He's got this whole thing set up. And I love him because he's thinking about his family the entire time. Like I need to make sure something happens to me. These, this woman, my lovely wife and my son are taken care of. And then he called him and he said, my son, when I am dead, bury me despise not your mother maybe this bear is repeating say it again oracle 007 that's right i took it i said it i said it and i'm here to represent it 
I just, and he said, and despise not your mother. What is happening in our community today? You're being told it's her fault that you are coming up in poverty versus prosperity. It's her fault because she somehow had a baby by herself. It's her fault. And I'm telling you all this because I can recall many, 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 many moons ago having a conversation with one said Negroid. And at the age of 35, he was telling me that his mother didn't put anything away from them and blase, 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 blase. And I'm sitting here and I think I was mid early twenties. And I said, you know what? I can't believe I'm sitting here listening to you say this. And I can recall saying to this dude, I said, you and your sister were raised by your mother after the death of your father. Somehow your sister has managed to go and make a career as an officer in the military. And you are upset because the woman couldn't put anything away for you for college. You see, even then this was like nineties, early nineties, this man is despising his mother after his father died unexpectedly. This is a 35 year old man. What is happening? He has to tell him, my son, when I'm dead, bury me and despise not your mother, but honor her all the days of your life and do that which shall please her and grieve her not. Remember my son that she saw many dangers for you. Yes, she did. Just like those sisters that were out there with these men during the civil rights movement. But if you talk to them now, in which I remember hearing one just as recently as 2021 on the television with his Gentile wife saying that Martin Luther King died so that all these people could come together and live as one. That is what he's saying with his Gentile wife and mams or children, that that is what this whole thing was for. And I'm sure if that's what it was for, the sisters didn't know anything about it because they would have never signed up for something like that. And I want them to stop perpetuating and joining in the mess now. That is not what that was for. It was for equality, equity, equal rights, education, access, but somehow it turned into so that all the little black boys and all the little white girls could hold hands and come together as one and create. That is not what this was for. That's not what the civil rights movement was for, but somehow that's what it got turned into. Okay. She saw many dangers for you. Why? Because Chana was taken Okay, because he was out here doing right by the brethren, real right. Like as much Malcolm X right as he could, he was out there doing right, burying them, something happened, giving them bread, giving them food. Somebody went, people were complaining about righteousness. People were complaining about the righteousness went toll on him. And he said everything was taken from him. And did he not say like right after that, it wasn't 55 days later that the one that had done this because he had to run for his life. So if he's running for his life, his woman is sitting here also going through the same thing, whatever he's going through. Not even 55 days later that the the ruler's two sons had killed him and one of them was placed in charge and he got restored mhm 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 okay my son and he said remember she saw many dangers for you when you were in her womb and she is when she is dead bury her by me in one grave my son that's what i'm talking about okay be mindful of Adonai Eloheinu, 
all your days and let not your will be set to sin. Why? Because we all have our own will. Is that correct? We all have our own will. That is correct. So don't let your will be set to sin. But for some reason, I feel like a lot of our will is set to sin on high. And, and they said, put that stuff on extra high. Put it on extra high. Sin, 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 sin. Okay. Or to transgress his commandments. Do uprightly all your life long. Follow not the ways of righteousness. For if you deal truly, your doings will prosperously succeed or pros ugh, prosperously succeed to you and to all of them that live justly. If you deal truly, your doings shall prosperously succeed to you and to all of them that live justly give alms of your substance and when you give alms let not your eye be envious right we give in stuff and envying our oppressors every red bottom every bit of filthy lucre and you know how i know remember those ppp loans we're sitting up here being stupid with that stuff even if we consider some of us having gone out to the Capitol on the 6th, joining in to the shenanigans that have nothing to do with you. We're gonna join in the fun. And some of you are winding up with longer prison sentences than these people. He said, if you have an abundance, give alms accordingly. But if you have a little, be not afraid to give according to that little. For you lay up a good treasure for yourself against the day of necessity, because that alms do not deliver, do deliver from death. It says, listen to that. Alms do deliver from death and suffers not to come into darkness. Isn't that something? His alms were remembered, even though he's telling his son that. But remember when his wife brought the kid home, he was like, return it. It's a sin. <laughs> The man has the Torah all over him and in his heart. Remember what we were reading in chapter one. He was the only one that would go back to Israel while everybody else was dedicating to Baal, right? He was the only one in his youth and he did what his grandmother taught him to do. Alms is a good gift unto them, unto all that giveth in the sight of El Elyon, not in the sight of people. Beware of all whoredom, my son, and chiefly take a woman of the seed of your fathers and take not a strange woman to be your woman, which is not of your father's tribe. For we are the children of the prophets Noah, Abraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. Remember, my son, our fathers from the beginning, even that they all married women of their own kindred and were blessed in their children and their seed shall inherit the land. Whew. This is that part where you just feel like saying, say it again, K Judah. Say it again. So we're going to say, say it again, Oracle 007. Say it again. Okay. Say it again. We are in chapter 4, verse 12. Doth mine eyes deceive me? No, they don't. Beware of all whoredom, my son, and chiefly. Take a woman of the seed of your fathers. Chiefly. Does that mean like, you know, in your presidency, and you as a leader, you take a woman of the seed of your fathers. Take not a strange woman to be your woman. Like these dumb, these dumb, oh my gosh, these dumb photographs of the Nickroids that I'm seeing. With the strange women. 
and somebody writing be stay fruitful brothers brothers they're not giving birth to your brothers i, I don't understand what's happening here they're giving birth to buys to something else to mamzers something that is not of you and you're saying to stay fruitful this is a good thing and all of them was them and the gentile woman it says i mean it says beware of whoredom that's what it is called and even more importantly he tells him it is just this important because take not a strange woman to be your woman which is not of your father's tribe for we are the children of the prophets noach avraham yitzhak and yakov remember my son that our fathers from the beginning even that they all married women of their own kindred and were blessed in their children and that was true and their seed shall inherit the land they were blessed in their children mm -mm -mm. see how they call noah abraham yitzhak and yakov and i was thinking about the other son that was not Yitzhak. For some reason, I cannot remember his name immediately and how he had to tell him in, I was about to say in one episode, in one chapter, you know, remove this nail from the tent because this woman, first of all, he is an answer. Okay. And then he marries some woman who's just out there cursing his name and he but yet and still that son did what what uh he told him to do what abraham told him to do and he went and brought another woman and then he decided to go live closer with his father Th this is just crazy we are sitting here being told not to do this thing. And again, we've got the thermometer on sin turned up on high, on high. Okay, on super duper high, super duper fly high. Okay. And it says, now, therefore, my son, oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness, love your brethren and despise not in your heart, your brethren, the sons and daughters of your people and not taking a woman of them it says <laughs> you despise your brothers therefore my son love your brethren despise not in your heart your brethren the sons and daughters of your people and not taking a woman of them for in pride is destruction and much trouble and in lewdness is decay and great want for lewdness is the mother of famine lewdness is the mother of famine for lewdness is the mother of famine so what is the definition of lewdness now that i've said that out three times involving or being sexual conduct that is considered indecent or offensive licentious convicted of lewd and lascivious assault something like that but that that's just a i guess the way to use it involving or being sexual conduct that is considered indecent or effective or i'm sorry indecent or offensive like the sakari dude and wanting to have marital relations with the nine-year-old or being fruitful brothers meaning that you cannot stand or you are despising your brethren okay now remember who did i tell you asmodeus was <laughs> he is the king of lust right the demon of lust and here we are, lewdness, indecency or obscenity, vulgar, 
character or behavior and all of this has to do around sexuality. Isn't that something? And what does he have to say? All of these things seem so tied together to me. When he is saying all of these men married women of their own kindred and they were blessed in their children, their seed shall inherit the earth. Now, therefore, and that's the seed that shall inherit the earth. Yes, can the Mamzer, I believe, take hold of the, um, of this? Yes, they can, but a lot of them won't because a lot of them prefer to identify with the other side. That's not a hold of the promise. And we know this because you're seeing it day in and day out. They don't even want to deal with you. Though the product that you're producing. Now, therefore, my son, love your brethren, despise not in your heart, your brethren, the sons and daughters of your people and taking not and not taking a woman of them for in pride is destruction and much trouble, much trouble. You know, Deborah and the Watchmen had actually done a uh, a recording or a video of some gentleman who was saying, do not go this way. And I think he had married two strange women. And in the end, he married a young woman of his tribe. And unfortunately, he had to work under the table. He was going through it. He was crying in this entire interview. It was just that bad. While he was in the military, they were contacting his boss. They had the right to do all of these things. It was horrible. If I can find that interview, that thing where he's saying, stay away, don't do it. One young lady that was a mamzer, I can hear her where she calls in to actually Cynthia G's show. And she was saying her parents are together, but they're not. They don't sleep together. They don't talk. They don't do anything. So it was like a big show to just say they were still in relationships with one another. But she mentioned that they were miserable. And as a biracial child, it was something that she would not want to be a part of. And oftentimes they were being told <laughs> by their black, fathers to marry white people each time especially to the young ladies and that was sad that was very sad but let's get back to this for in pride is destruction in much trouble and we heard from these two uh, stories i got there's a lot of trouble and lewdness is decay and great want lewdness is the mother of famine Ooh, lewdness is the mother of famine. Let not the wages of any man which has wrought which has wrought for you tarry with you, but give him out of hand. For if you serve Elohim, he will also repay you. Be circumspect, be circumspect, my son, in all that you do. Be wise in all your conversations. Do that to no man which you hate. Drink not wine to make you drunk. Let not drunkenness go with you in your journey. Give of your bread to the hungry and of your garments to them that are naked. He is still talking about giving. But this is something that I like right here. According to your abundance, give alms and let not your eye be envious when you give alms. Pour out your bread on the burial of the just, but give nothing to the wicked i'm sorry did he say give it anyway no pour out your bread on the burial of the just but give nothing to the wicked ask counsel of all that are wise and despise not any counsel that is profitable so the ones who are using their wisdom not the foolishness like what we are seeing uh, in government houses and etc. We're a democracy. These things are profitable. It's about money. You even seeing it in the church. It's about money. 
Okay, verse 19. Bless Yahuwah Elohim always in desire of him that your ways may be directed. Ooh, yes, and that all your paths and counsels may prosper for every nation has not counsel, but Yahuwah himself gives all good things. And he humbles whom he will, as he will. Now, therefore, my son, remember my commandments. Neither let them be put out of your mind. And now I signify this to them, that I have committed ten talents to Gavael, the son of Gabrahu, at rages of Madai. And fear not, my son, that we are made poor, for you have much wealth. If you fear Elohim and depart from all sin and do that which is pleasing in his sight. Oh, man, this is awesome. Listen, I'm going to have to have a part two to this because <sighs> I've never read so many scriptures. However, I feel these scriptures were very necessary. They told an entire story. And I know it seemed like some of it was not necessary, but it was even something that seemed as small when he's saying to pour out the bread of the burial and the just in, in chapter four, verse 17, but give nothing to the wicked. We have to watch it. Even when it comes to all of this crowdfunding, what are you really given to? Does this person deserve it? I know it's not up to us. And I know we may see something differently. No wonder, you know, when Yahushua is telling us the Messiah, the Hamashiach is saying that the poor will be with you always. We have no idea what's going on. When bad things happen and when good things happen, even as those young ladies were sitting there on getting on Sarah's nerve, Telling her, well, why don't you just go the way of your husband? Then we don't have to worry about seeing any children from you. So how about that? So how about that? How about that? I mean, you have no idea what's happening. And there is some evil force behind the scene and the righteous force is coming shortly to dispel this thing. We're going to have to have a part two to this. So for right now, this is the house that honor, integrity, and accountability produced versus incels and camps. It's very important that we take in every bit of this knowledge. And we'll wait until the next episode. It's been a pleasure spending some time with you all. I'd gone through some things and I was actually kind of trying to get something taken care of to put together another lesson concerning the cures. And unfortunately, that's requiring too much information. I am not somebody who is all in the medical field like that. And, you know, but it's going to be a very important piece to think about when we're considering anything, whether it's seasonal or whether it's for the pandemic. And I understand they have pills and everything. So <laughs> nonetheless, bless you. I bless you with the love of the Messiah. I pray that we do everything in his will and do righteously. I love all of you. And let's work toward getting part two done to this. But listen to this because I think you will love it. Be blessed.